We are recording. You like that intro music, you dirty little bitch? No. Oh. <laughs> God, you cannot do shit. No, I can't. I ain't got no hands. I ain't got no feet. I can't dance and I can't sing. You're just fucked for the rest of your life, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome, 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 Wait. welcome, welcome, welcome. Let him say hey back. Okay. Oh, it's nice to see you too. Yeah. Nice, 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 nice. So today. No, you've got a big dick. Shut up. Today we are going to dive into. You done? You done? Are you done? Yeah. All right, today we are talking about a little old, evil old lady. My grandma. Rose Veres, I believe is how you say it. She is from a small Hungarian enclave of Delray on Detroit's south side. All this happens pretty much in the 1930s. She was considered a witch because a lot of people died around her. They still don't know exactly how a lot of them were killed, but a lot of them were probably poisoned. Yeah, there's alcohol poisoning, carbon monoxide poisoning, and accidents. A lot of accidents. But, you know, it does seem like she was a good person, even though her motives were hidden. She took in a lot of boarders, a lot of people like that. A lot of people have nowhere to go in exchange for work. But they all end up fucking dying, so... Yeah, back then with immigrants coming in. Yeah, so back during Detroit in the 30s was just a ton of mass immigration, really like the rest of the world. People were coming from all over the place. This was right after the Depression, or like in the midst of it, right after. And a lot of black migration, too. The, the whole This whole entire Delray was like ran by Hungarians until like the mid-30s when a lot of um, black people started coming in from the south and from the west coming up north yeah you got a lot of i don't know why the fuck you'd want to go to detroit but you got a lot of dutch up there yeah 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 yeah. and you know the depression was turning unemployment was skyrocketing so a lot of these people working men needed something to do so they would approach miss rose and be like hey i'll work you give me a place to stay right basically and they just throw her a little bit of money each payday for uh, room and board. Yeah, and she would just he, she they would do work around the house, fix stuff up, really anything. It was just a bunch of jobless men, low wage earners, and they needed somewhere to stay. And she happened to be that person. So she first came under the police department's attention in 1925. Two boarders that were living with her died of acute alcohol poisoning. She was questioned, arrested for suspicion of murder, but they didn't have enough evidence, so they let her go. Two years later, her husband, Gaber Verez, and a tenant named John Toth, died from carbon monoxide poisoning. Never was arrested for him because they couldn't prove that there was foul play, I guess. So, another contribution to the police arresting her everyone in the neighborhood was terrified of her. Yes, they would say, 
we are afraid to catch her eye. She can make our children sick and our husbands lose their jobs. She knows all kinds of magic. Yeah, and whenever it came time to give depositions, all the Hungarians would just say, I don't verse deck. I guess that means I don't I don't speak or whatever. I don't fuck with you. Yeah, it says, or me, no talk. That's exactly what they would say because they did not want what was coming to them have had they spoke out against her. But their demographic, the dem, as the demographic of the neighborhood was changing, a bunch of new black families were settling there. Hungary, they didn't know anything about her lineage, about her being a witch, all the people she killed. So they were like, fuck it, let's just get into it. You know, they, they were going to move in. They were going to do whatever they want. And, you know, she really did fly under the radar until one faithful day in 1931. You've got this man named Steve Mack. He was 68, and I believe he was a widow. Widower. Widower, whatever. He had no family left. And he just, I guess he went to Detroit to start over, maybe? Probably, yeah. Something like that. But she, he was out there working on uh, one of the attic windows, probably cleaning gutters, something like that, when he f- fell off while working near the third floor attic window. A witness, George Halas, he claimed Mac was pushed by a pair of arms. And then moments later, Veras peered from the window. He's saying she was, that her, she pushed him off. But, you know, there's everything's an accident with her. Yeah. Oh, no, it happened again? Fuck. Yeah. Hey, can you hand me that bottle of alcohol poisoning substance? <laughs> can you just pump carbon monoxide through my house? Oh, my bad. Did you hear that? You weren't supposed to hear that. Sorry. <laughs> but <laughs> the incident had followed, you know, a loud, loud noise from the attic area. That's what Hal has said. He heard a bunch of noise up there after he saw the uh, arms push out the window. Further... You know, further testimony against this claim was a black man named John Walker, who he claimed he saw the man fall as well. He told police Varys had admitted to killing him, but under completely different circumstances. Weird. Why would she admit to it? She hadn't admitted to one yet. With the uh, attic and peering out the window will come into play in just a little bit in present day. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he, Walker, Walker, this this other uh, man from a black family that just migrated there, he said that Varys, her son, William, and another tenant had beaten and poisoned Mac. And when he failed to die, they tossed him from the window and stationed the ladder there to make it appear of an accidental fall. So apparently they tried to kill him already, and he was just stubborn as fucking wouldn't die. Yeah. So, I don't know exactly how it really lays out. She did get in trouble for it, so, I mean, I don't know. But providing even more proof to Walker's claims, the metal examiner found skull fractures, which pointed out to multiple injuries, not just a fall, as well as a blood-stained gas pipe was found in the cellar of the home. And Walker said that he was paid $500 to keep quiet circumstantial he he kept the money though yeah <laughs> he did he kept the money and said bye bitch i'm still gonna snitch on your ass the, the steel pop wasn't linked to anything it was, there was uh it was something else there was a rat do you believe me Maybe. there was a rat there was a rat there was a rat 
I Maybe. S- I smooshed a rat. <laughs> you, that's what you kill a rat with. A Fuck big yeah, fucking pipe. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> a big ass fucking pipe is what Look, you use. We know what happened the last time there were rats. Yeah, we don't fuck with rats. The Black Plague. You well, Yeah, they probably experienced that, didn't they? I don't know. I don't know. Was that in Hungary? When, where was that? That was in England. Yeah, these are people from Hungary. Maybe. I don't know. I don't fucking know. It's either. the cat's fault. Yeah, fuck the cats. Actually, it's the people's fault. Yeah, the people not letting there be enough cats. Cats kill rats. Remember Tangent. Uh, Go ahead, buddy. The uh, reason, one of the major reasons behind the Black Plague is because of witchcraft. People back then were afraid of cats. Yeah, cats have always been linked with witchcraft, haven't they? Yeah, they were uh, considered a witch's familiar. You know? Yeah. Um, and That's why they're so popular Halloween and stuff. And they, they killed all the cats. And thanks to all the cats getting murked, the rat population grew. Yeah. And then the Black Plague. It's a lot of things with like big cities, you know, big cities. You don't have like animals running around anywhere to try to, you know, get rid of like New York City rats are the size of my fucking head. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Or eat like the size of a baby, you know, or training turtles. Yeah, they could be doing that too. Because, you know, you don't have wildlife running around to stop that. You know, you don't see that back here in the backwoods of Alabama or where we have four cats outside. Yeah. That, cats are outside cats down here. They're yeah. not all indoor cats. No. So. The indoor cats get fat and they don't do shit but scratch you when you try to walk to the fucking bathroom. I like fat cats though. <sighs> <laughs> but after. After he said, you know, that she paid him five hundred dollars to keep him quiet. That's a lot of money back then, remember. This was nineteen thirty. Five hundred dollars in nineteen thirty go a long fucking way. Long way. A gallon of milk was like a dollar, I think. Uh-uh. Or like fifty cent. Uh-uh. Like two cent. Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it was like twenty five cents for like a whole like six it was a whole six. Oh yeah, they don't have gallons back then. They had nah. little pints and shit. Mm. They had a milk man. I like it straight from the source. He likes sucking on cow titties. Anyway, other other families, black families in particular living in the area, they also gave depositions as long as well as this little girl. Her name was Mary Chevalia. Sure. She lived directly across the street from the Vera's home. And on the morning of the incident, she sat making mud pies in her front yard. Sounds like my fucking kid. Sounds like me. Yeah. Yeah. Now. You, you like sit around and make mud pies? Yeah, in my pants. She had heard stories about the witch prowling the alleys in the middle of the night in long flowing garments and a cape in search of victims. So she's heard the witch stories. So when she appeared at the front door and descended down the steps, she commanded the 11 year old's full attention. She was like, oh shit, this bitch about to do something. Mary recalled that Vera's had stopped to give instructions to John Walker, the guy that got paid off. That I don't know what the he she didn't say what the instructions were, just that she stopped and was like, "Hey, you do this." John Walker apparently was a handyman as well as living in the house. He was outside watering the garden, and as soon as she told him, he went down to the basement, turned off the spigot, and that was when she placed a ladder against the window, where Mac would begin his sojourn towards death. Dude, I love some of the like fancy words some of these articles try to use for no fucking reason. You said spigot 
spigot. And I thought yeah. you were retarded for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I, I read it. It says spigot. Spigot. Yeah. Isn't it spigot? Spigot. I've always said spigot. Spigot. S P I G O T. You know, I've never wrote that word in my life. I have. I've never had to write that word in my life. I've just always heard it. He fell and hit his head on the spigot. I've had to write that before. Why? Don't ask. <laughs> but she saw Varys place the ladder against the window where Mac would end up falling from. And soon he walked from the house carrying a small box of nails and a hammer. He shakily ascended the ladder because this was an old man. Remember that? He's almost 70. And apparently when he got up to the window, he opened it. And sat there on the sill for a minute, just relaxing because he's old and tired and climbing a small ladder. Well, it's not a small ladder. It's three stories. Climbing the ladder probably tired his ass out. And a minute after that was when George Hollis appeared at the house calling on another boarder named Mike Ladd. Sounds like skateboarder. <laughs> I think it is. Paul? Paul Ladd? No, PJ Ladd. PJ Ladd, that's it. It's like, thinking, you mix two skateboards together. I was thinking of P-Rod. Nah, PJ Ladd, yeah. He uh, owns Plan B. Um, so this guy is called for, Mike Ladd. And with no reply, he just leaned against the tree, began rolling the smoke. John Walker was also showing back up at this time. And as he approached the area, Mac was sitting. And suddenly the box of nails, followed shortly after by the hammer, thudded to the ground. Everybody threw their hands up, scared of shit. I mean, I wouldn't want nails flying at me. That's why no. I scared the shit out of me. Not again. And whenever they looked back up, they glanced towards the window and they saw Mac just hurtling to the ground where he just fucking laid there. He was hurt as fuck, but he's still alive. He ended up, I think he ended up dying at the hospital. I wonder if he comically fell. Whoa. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> I am not balanced at all. It's like, have you ever watched those videos of like, uh, that that old black dude falling on the ice that fell for like a minute straight. Yeah. <laughs> that shit was so fucking oh, funny. Oh no, I'm falling. <laughs> I'm falling now. Thud. I fell. Yeah. So I want to go out. And when they saw this happen, Veras and uh, they they scampered back into the house to get Veras. Um, the George Hollis guy was just staring. I guess he had never seen a man die before. So he's scared of shit. And the little girl fucking ran and screamed into her house, which alerted all the neighbors. And everyone started coming looking. And they're like, why is this little girl screaming? And then the clanging sound of the approaching ambulance stirred in the den of voices. Ding, ding. Because wasn't it like manual? Yeah. <laughs> you had to hit a fucking gong on the way there. Ding, ding. It's your boys. Was it cowbell? What'd they hit? Was it like a triangle? I think it was just a bell. Cowbell? Yeah, and like one of the crank. Yeah, Mac was, he was taken to receiving hospital and Varys gave her report to the officers. She, they had no reason to suspect foul play at the time. And he ended up dying in the hospital. Even though eventually it did turn to foul play, witnesses came forward and she was finally arrested. And through her entire interrogation, she didn't say shit. Oh, who fell? She, she no, she did. She said nothing. She claimed she didn't speak English, but when confronted with a witness against her, she said, "Keep your mouth shut. Keep your mouth shut, ho." But she can't speak English. But she looked at that witness real quick and was like, "Shut the fuck up." Oh, I me, mean, I, I don't speak English, but you keep, keep your fucking mouth shut. I'll yeah. cut you. I'll make your deadly turn black and fall on the crap. Or I don't speak <laughs> English. 
But the whole time she kept her innocence. No matter how much evidence was getting put against her, she kept her innocence. And a lot of the investigators believed her, believed in the uh, witchy woman thing, that her evil eye and dispersion of neighbors, they, <laughs> that she has a hypnotic influence over them. That's racist. Because, like, the whole time during the interrogation, she would just stare into their eyes. Just, just creepily stare without moving. I, I do that for intimidation. Yeah, I guess it works. She, she definitely looks creepy as shit. But two of her sons, William, which was eighteen, and Gabber, which was fifteen, they were also interrogated alongside. And William ended up being charged with the mother as well, because I don't think this old ass lady could have pushed that dude off without help, because he was probably a big ass old black dude, probably. But. It took them about a week of just constantly grilling her until she finally broke down. She admitted she pushed him from the window, claiming she was hard up for money, which I don't understand how this lady was hard up for money. Like we'll go over in just a second how much money she had with all of the life insurance policies put out because no one knew about any of it until this guy died. You know, if it were just kept being Hungarians that died because I think it was like a no snitch policy back then just like in their nowadays. neighborhood. Yeah, just just like gangs nowadays. It's just like nationalities stick out for each other, especially if they're not white. You know, all nationalities stick out for each other. Black people, Mexicans, Guatemalans. Yeah, like, a white dude would snitch out another white dude real fucking quick, Yeah, though. but it's it's really... So these Hungarians, I mean, they're white, but... It's hard out here for a They're not white Americans, so... When you're a minority in the United States, you got to stick out for your people. You yeah. really do because you're outnumbered, sadly. But everyone, they, they found out that after Steve Mack's death, that she had a lot of husbands and a lot of insurance policies. The court testimony stated there were 75 different insurance policies that she took out with her name as the beneficiary. Arounding about $70,000. Now, let's see. $70,000 in 1930. $125,000. Uh, $1 million. Oh, okay. A oh. million dollars in 1930s money. And she still lived in Detroit. <laughs> yeah. She she had taken out... The, like, what was you What was you spending your money on? That you had that much money and you still live in a tiny little enclave in Detroit. Bonnets. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand that, man. 70 grand back then is equal to a million dollars today. Give me a million dollars. No. Shit. I ain't going to be living in a tiny ass little... I mean, I might not move out of gas and for real. No, I wouldn't. Because for like 250000 I'd get a nice ass house here. I'd be Scro- Scrooge McDuck. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's crazy to think like you go to if we went to like California with the same amount of money, it would take it would suck. We'd have to get an apartment. It'd be but gone. Here I get such an I get a nice ass car, nice ass house. I'm paying both off. Yeah, I would just buy a house, man. And still have change left over. <laughs> I would walk up to the bank, and be like, "Hey, I need a house." They're like, "You need a loan?" No, got no. duffel. What What's got? up? What I got. I walk up in that bitch with a duffel bag, like Fifty Cent when he bought his first Chrysler. He's flipping through money like, what's up? Fuck it. Fifty went to when Fifty bought his first car. He went to the uh, 
dealership, like actual dealership. It wasn't like a shitty ass car lot. And full dealership was just brown bagged, <laughs> cash handed to him. Like I'm gone. Keys. Give me this shit. Yeah, but the investigation ended up turning up twelve suspicious deaths, including him. You had John Toth, which is carbon monoxide. Steve Viash alcoholism. John Kalashi, intestinal ailment, which could have been alcohol. Or a blockage. Yeah. Gaber Veres, her ex-husband, carbon monoxide poison. John Norvay, Luis Colax, Alex Porzizos, all undetermined. John Scriven, supposed hanging. And Steve Sebastian, supposed alcoholism. And there was a, there's another blog that I got taken down before we could record this. It's not up anymore. Weird. I don't know why it's not up anymore. I read it the other day. It showed even more people with more evidence towards them, and it showed like proof of their bear where they where they're buried, all kinds of stuff. But the blog's not up anymore. I don't know why. But added to this list after the inter- interrogation of uh, former tenant Sam Denon was named John Cucardi, who was named in letters by him to have died under mysterious circumstances after he had moved away from the Barris home. So that's 13 people. But it was a very short trial. Varys and her son William were both found guilty, both sentenced to life. And Rose, in December of 1945, which would have been like 10 years later, 15 years later, she was retried after... A tons of trials for a retrial. They tried to give her a retrial like every single week. And eventually after like 15 years, they gave the retrial and she was exonerated for the murder. Mm. She only served like 10 years for it. So after she was exonerated, you know, they people were, people were upset. She got basically sentenced because she was a witch, you know? And like this quote says, as much as I respect people who practice witchcraft, I don't like how she was held up as a witch in court and being tried for hexing people. It was the 1930s. I get it. But whoever wrote this book, she's like, I hope I can help demystify her and make her human. People were alleging she could shapeshift all kinds of crazy things. She didn't get a fair shake. She ended up when she was, she was let out in 1945. She lived for a while. Her son, her son stayed in for a while. He didn't, he got out of jail a year before her. And there's no real more information about her after that. She lived until 1960s where she died and ended up leaving a legacy of being a witch that murdered 12 people. And that's the way I look at this. I don't look at her as a witch. I look at her as a serial killer. They got away with it. I I don't like how the author of this book is saying, I want to demystify her and make her human. The bitch was a murderer. Like she, she, uh, sure she was a witch, but she almost did the, uh, she had a fun house basically. Cool. You know, like the reason a lot of people had like, uh, carbon monoxide poisoning and stuff like that is these people were staying down in her cellar. That's where they were living at. Oh. Yeah. The uh, furnace. Yeah. She, she knew that. And that's the only time, that's the only place she put boarding people like you know the boarding beds and whatnot for people to stay is down in the cellar so Uh right next to the wine 
You know, maybe that's why there was alcohol poisoning. You never know. Don't drink the wine. This art, this this author said, this was just a human being who got thrown into the court system. She was a mom and a window widow who couldn't speak English very well. She probably didn't know what was going on. You see a lot of innocence project cases nowadays. I think Rose would fit in there. She looked like a nice lady. But there's got to be something when the place that your boarding house, 12 people die in the course of 10 years that are in your boarding house. It was about five to 10 years. She had 12 people And all of them had life insurance policies where she was listed as a beneficiary. I think the cops did a good job. I think that it was a good, good detective work. I, th- I think that she was, she got a fair trial. She was sentenced correctly. Now, you're probably asking yourself, how did the guys at the Torn Page podcast learn about the Witch of Del Rey? I'll tell you. Joseph told me about it. Yeah. That's how I learned about it. End of story. Good night, folks. <laughs> yeah, I had no, I had no clue who this person was. No, I, don't, I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't look into witches and spooky, spooky stuff. Spooky shit. Uh, now it's time to get to for everybody listening to hop on this spooky dick. <laughs> hop on this. I'm trying. I'm trying out catchphrases. <laughs> okay. Hop on this spooky dick and let's ride, baby, ride. I was watching videos. Uh. One night of uh, like top 15 scariest things caught on tape. Yeah. And one of them had to do with uh, Rose's house in Del Rey. A cop responded to a call at a house next door. And after the call was cleared, he heard noises coming from the burned out house from the attic. So her house is burned down. Yeah, burned out. Yeah. Okay. Um, He heard noises coming from the attic. Yeah. Yeah. That, that fits together. Um, he, he starts recording with his phone, walks towards the house and he didn't see it at first, but when he played back the video, there was a ghostly face in the window where Rose pushed Mr. Mac down. Probably. She was convicted for it. So yeah. Um, now while he was looking around still recording he found newspaper articles that mentioned the witch of del rey and when he got back to the station he got curious started researching and found that that was her house oh damn and it was uh, a very haunted location in del rey yeah so because he, of, he saw her on camera her ghost at least yeah it's it's i guess she's haunting her house it, well in the paranormal world if you die a traumatic death your spirit can linger and but I don't think she died a traumatic death. No, I'm not talking about her. The guy? I'm talking about the 12 people that died in her house. Yeah, yeah. Which is probably a hotbed of uh, ghosts. Yeah, spookiness. Spooky spookiness. That's kind of cool, actually. Yeah, it's... Uh, you know, I've never really dealt with paranormal. It's not my thing. It's my thing for Rizzle. Um, but if you die a tragic death, your spirit can linger. And that's what I think it was. Was... Either her, if she did dive into witchcraft, then she could be a ghost in her own house. Yeah, they talk a lot about witchcraft in those, uh, a lot of those European countries. Because she probably bonded herself to something that was in that house. Yeah, probably. So her spirit would always stay there. Because you got to have, how that works. yeah, you got to have something to 
Something with your energy in it. Okay. I got you. I got you. Like, mine is a coin. Yeah. Mine is this fat ass. This fat, thick, cakey ass. <laughs> cakey Casey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but, but that's how I heard about it. And then it covers both uh, both topics, what we normally cover on the show, true crime and the paranormal. Murder and ghosts. Murder. Now, if somebody can murder a ghost, we'd have a hot topic. No brand deals. Or maybe a Spencer. <laughs> no, 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 no. But yeah, that's that's the Witch of Delray, honestly. there's The Witch of Delray is kind of... There's, there's not a whole lot to the story. I couldn't f- find too much information unless I went out and bought that book. And uh, it's not going to But no, but that book is painting her in a completely different light. So maybe, maybe it'd be good to see the other side of it. Someone that thinks she was an innocent person that just happened to have 12 people die in her house in the course of a couple of years. It just so happened to cash in. Yeah, it happened to get $70,000 worth of life insurance. It happens. It happens now, too. With um, people opening their homes for borders because my brother's dad's mom, we called her nanny. Following. Uh, she boarded people in her yeah. house. and That would have been about the same time as this girl, though. Your brother's dad's mom, that would have been like 40s? No, this is when I was a kid. I would go over to her house. Oh, she and, boarded people then. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it happens now. It's still. Yeah, crackheads. No, just old, old <laughs> just people. Playing. Like, she would say, hey, it's time for lunch, time for your medicine. All right, y'all can go outside and smoke. So she's like a hospice nurse. Yeah. Really? And, she's uh, in her own house. She would, pretty much like their checks per month would be made out to her. Oh, okay. She was in control of their money. Yeah. So, yeah, it happens nowadays, too. Yeah, that's cool. It's like a little nursing home, but she's herself. But without the rampant death. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of death in nursing homes, but everyone there is on their deathbed, so. Literally. Yeah. Well, that's going to be it for the Witch of Delray. She's a murderous little old lady. She looked really nice, though. No, she looked evil as fuck. She looked really sweet. She looked like a witch. That's racist. She was a witch, though. That's racist. Is it still racist? Do I look like a witch? You look like a bitch. (laughs) <laughs> see i set you up for gold yeah, good there. job good job but uh thank everyone for listening it's gonna be a shorter episode than normal i feel like I, I i shouldn't have to hold myself to time constraints you know if we have a subject that doesn't fit a full hour just fuck it we'll bang it out bang it you know maybe we can put up an extra episode the week that week you know if it's if we have two things that are 30 minutes instead of i personally would rather Instead of putting two things into one episode, making an hour long, just bang out two 30-minute episodes. You know what I mean? Just bang it out. Slap around. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, find us on Twitter. Yes, we're all we're on Twitter at the Torn Page Pod. And I am at Joseph Baswell. I am at LasersGG. Find us on any listening platform that you use. Literally everything. Earth Even YouTube. Yeah, we're on YouTube. We, we not a lot of people. We don't have a lot of traffic on there. But hey, I, there. I prefer people to listen to a different audio platform, so I get my analytics correct. Uh, YouTube is very very skewed. You can have somebody watch the video for ten seconds and gives you a view. Oh. So yeah, 
Just listen to any audio platform. There's no reason to watch it on YouTube. It's there's no fucking video. It's just a podcast. So the only upside is we're so unknown they don't put ads on us. Yeah, that's because <laughs> I mean I have to put them on there personally. So thank you everyone for listening. We have the Patreon. We're saving money to get better equipment. If you want to, we're going to add tiers. Uh, we need to sit down and come up with the name for the tiers and what each tier is. We need to do that. But it'll be up eventually. We're working on it. But join the Patreon if you want to help us get better equipment and help us uh, eat because I'm hungry. Hungry. Is that everything? We're also on Instagram. Yeah, kind of whatever. Yeah, there's Instagram. We'll start posting on it soon. I think that's it. Yep. And as usual, don't be a dick. Eat my ass. Don't be a dick. <laughs> don't be a dick. Yeah, uh, don't be a dick. Donate to charity. Hug a vet. Hug a dog. Pet a dog. Pet look, a cat. I pet a cat today. Look, it fucked my sinuses up really bad. I had to take Benadryl before we started. Ew. <laughs> yeah. Ew. I'm allergic to cats, but I fucking love them. So. S- spay and neuter your pets. Yeah. What was the thing? I forgot. <laughs> and don't hit vaccinate your kids. Don't get those mixed up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Spay or neuter your pets. Vaccinate your kids. Just don't get them mixed up. Thank you for listening. And we are Audi 5000. Audi 5000.